We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, QBTPFL. It's Thursday. It is November 14th. It's 2019, and we're here to talk about week 11 of the NFL season. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great, man. Uh, NFL pod, obviously, you know, I know uh, we play a little NBA tonight. Hopefully, we end up on the the better side of the green. Uh, If not, there's always tomorrow. Definitely ready to get this slate kicked off. I, I actually really like this slate this week. I think there's some really, really good spots to attack. And I know we'll hit those. So I'm pumped, man. I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, got, got a few of my favorite defenses that uh, we just like to target, man. I just, I love this slate, man. I think there's so many different directions you can go. And, um, we'll get to it real soon. Yes, sir. A lot of different ways to go on the slate. A lot of chalk already very early in the week. You know, we record Wednesday night for the Thursday pod for the football podcast each week. And uh, we already have a lot of chalk shaping up. So um, be interesting to talk about that. There's some chalk that I perfectly okay with playing this week. So 
Um, if you haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. They do have a $250,000 Hooters main event tournament for this weekend. $25 buy-in in that one. They also have a $48,000 wishbone $4 tournament. Some big double-ups at the 5 and $10 level. Uh, so a bunch of stuff going on over there. They also have a big 50-50 at 25. So rake-free DFS. Um, and if you're looking for a higher-stake tournament, they have a $125 tournament. So a bunch of stuff you can play over there on Fantasy Draft. So if you haven't checked them out, again, make sure you head on over there. Give them a look. Um, well, let's get started here with the Thursday night football game, the showdown slate. Um, we get started with Cleveland and Pittsburgh. This game's in Cleveland. Cleveland's a two-and-a-half favorite here, 41 total. Uh, what are you looking at here on the Pittsburgh side? Well, I mean, you know, James Conner is, is back. Uh, I think he's probably going to be a big part of their offense, and for good reason. Definitely one of the best plays on the slate. You're going to have to pay for him. Um you know, you, you got Juju that's out there that, that's been pretty cheap uh, because, you know, his, I guess I would say lack of production compared to last year, which is really what we should have expected with no Antonio Brown around. Um, sorry I had to talk about Antonio Brown, but uh, it's just the reality of the situation. Um, so, you know, really I think it's Connor for me. Uh, I, I don't mind a little bit of Johnson. I don't mind a little bit of uh, James Washington. Um, you know, a showdown, you may have to take a few shots on these guys. Uh, Washington did have a pretty good day. Again, last week, uh, six six uh, catches on seven targets. Connor's back, may eat into that a little bit, but uh, I still think James Washington is a good value. And then really, um, I, I don't really like the trust defenses, but, man, the Steelers are about as close to the Patriots uh, as you can get on this season in terms of, uh, fantasy production, you know, cranked out another 25 points last week. I know they're on the road, but, but they've been playing pretty well. Uh, this defense has, has been taking the ball away. Um, a lot of variance in, in takeaways, but they found a way to get the job done. So I, I like them as well, especially with the turnover-prone Baker Mayfield. So I, that's kind of where I'm at uh, with the Pittsburgh side, and um, I'll just kind of leave it at that. Yeah, so when you're looking at this game, obviously it's showdown slate. I think both running backs are in play for Pittsburgh. Um, just because Connor's coming back doesn't mean Samuels can't have a good game. They've had good games together in the past. Um, Samuels, you know, probably more of a DraftKings type of play. I don't know if I'd play him a lot on showdown on FanDuel just because, like, I expect him to get five to seven, you know, targets here. And if he's able to convert those tar targets into catches and get 80-plus yards or something along those lines – um, he could pay off this price. And they were running that little bit of wildcat. So expect this yeah. this playbook to open back up with James Conner back. So um, I don't hate Juju. He's not my favorite. Um, you know, and I, I like James Washington. His snaps have been good. Um, the, the targets have been good and stuff. But, you know, I don't love that either. I think, like, a sneaky play is, you know, a guy like Vance McDonald. He's had seven-plus targets now in two straight games, and he has some touchdown equity, which is always nice. Um, so I, I don't mind going there. That Rams game, like, Pittsburgh just looked awful in that game. So both teams looked awful in that game for what it's worth. Um, so I think this is a spot that we could see some scoring. And, um, you know, Vance McDonald – Johnson, Washington, Schuster, but um, really the main targets for me here on the Pittsburgh side are both the running backs. Um, and then, you know, going over to the Cleveland side of things, like, 
you know, Kareem Hunt came back. We were super curious how that was all going to work out. Um, you know, Nick Chubb had 20 rushing attempts. Kareem Hunt had four. Kareem Hunt had nine targets, and Chubb had four. Um, so he kind of moved into that Duke Johnson role, played 40% of the snaps. They did play it on the field together at some points. Um, what is your thought here when it comes to Cleveland? Well, um, I, my main thought is Jarvis Landry is the number one receiver, but he's cheaper than Odell Beckham yet again. And uh, I do still – I mean, this is a showdown slate, so it doesn't really matter as much. Um, but o o OBJ with 12 targets last week, man, at some point he's got to have a big game. And, I mean, I'm not saying he's due, but it's just when you're getting 12 targets, man, eventually a big game is going to come. So uh, I, I still like OBJ here. I think a lot of people may not be as high. And I, I mean, I totally get it for a showdown. You know, if you can fade Odell, uh, possibly get that production from somewhere else, man. If you went full fade Odell in the showdown, that could be huge in terms of trying to condense your player pool a little bit and maybe try to catch the right combination. I still like him, though, man. You're getting that many targets. Fantasy production is coming. Uh, Jarvis Landry uh, keeps getting the targets. You got to like him. Um, and then, you know, you talked about Kareem Hunt down here at 5,800, uh, you know, about the same price as James Washington. Um, in a game that's going to be a tough game, they may need him on the field for a few more of those targets. I'm not expecting him to get nine targets, but I think five to six is very reasonable. Uh, he gets five to six targets. He can pay that off as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I like him. Higgins, I think Higgins is cheap enough. He doesn't get a lot of targets, but still, I think in showdown, you know, he's one of those sneaky guys that if he happens to catch a 20 or 30-yard touchdown, um, he's a guy you could need in your build. So, I uh, just want to kind of kind of uh, want to point him out as well, and that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, you know the the tight end situation is kind of murky here. I don't really trust any of these guys. Um, you know, assuming that assuming that Seals Jones doesn't play, he's dealing with a knee injury right now. Could potentially play. Who knows? But you know, you have a guy like Demetrius Harris who could be a you know a tight end play, um, but. I don't love it. He's not cheap. I'd much rather play like a kicker and get guaranteed points. Um, Higgins probably more ceiling. The defense is probably more ceiling. But um, yeah, like I'm actually considering playing Landry in the in the captain spot. You know, 33 targets over the last three games. Um, he scored touchdowns in back to back games. You just know you're going to get the targets for him. Um, and I like the idea of not playing Odell Beckham a ton. Um, yeah, Odell has gotten plenty of targets too, but, um, Landry seems to be the guy right now when it, when it comes to Baker Mayfield. So chemistry's there and, um, you know, Nick Chubb's Nick Chubb. Uh, I think you can play Nick Chubb against anybody. doesn't matter who he's facing. And, um, I do like Kareem Hunt just as a difference maker. Like I, I like the running backs in this game. All four running backs are very much in play here. Mm. That may be a good strategy on this slate, man, because, this could legitimately end up being a really tough division game. And, I mean, if they – if nobody's really able to score as many points, you know, I, I know we don't talk about field goal kickers, but they're always in play on the showdowns because they're too cheap. You know, a guy kicks three field goals, three 40-yarders, that's 12 points for, you know, 3K usually. So – or in the 3K range. So, I, I, the field goal kickers could be huge in this game if, if it ends up being low scoring. 
All right, let's move on to the main slate here and get started with the Cowboys and the Lions. Um, start with here with the Cowboys side. And, you know, when we're looking at this matchup, man, it, it screams juicy. Detroit is just getting, you know, they, they can't stop anything right now. They're allowing the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Um, they rank 23rd in the past DVOA. Like, a team that has struggled against the run, against a running back like Zeke, makes him one of the top options on this slate. Yeah, man, tell me about it. And here, here's the crazy thing. You know, I, I, I haven't – you know, I usually look at ownership projections today just to kind of get started. Zeke is pretty far down the totem pole this week as of right now. Uh, I, I think that could change by the end of the week. But, Stevie, you know, we were talking about kind of before the show – you know, how, how we liked it, and we thought some guys were going to be really chalky. Zeke is one of my favorite running backs on the week this week. I know he hasn't had a big game. Seems like he's been getting stuff. Uh, to me, this just screams another breakout game for the Cowboys. Um, I'm really excited to, to fire them up, man. Dak, Zeke, Amari, Gallup. I, I, I like this whole offense this week. Uh, this is going to be an offense that I, I, I look to utilize and get in lineups. I think this offense is good leverage off some other chalky plays. Um, I, I do expect, um, you know, some of these other high-powered offenses to get going. But I think Dallas is in just as good of a spot as anybody uh, to, to, be in, to be in the winning lineup this week. So I'm, I'm really excited to play this offense. Uh, Randall Cobb down here at 4,300, uh, getting the targets. I'm not expecting 100 yards out of him this week. Uh, but I, just, I still think he's good value if he's going to get 68 targets. Michael Gallup, kind of a home run hitter, had 10 targets last week against Minnesota. Different type of game. They were playing from behind. But I still think this is a game where this team can put up 35 points. And I think Zeke and, and the main guy, Zeke, Amari, and Dak uh, would be a huge part of that if that were to come to fruition. Uh, Zach is one of, Dak is one of my favorite quarterbacks on the week. And I don't, I don't think he's going to get nearly ownership. Not that quarterback's going to make it or break it per se. But I'm just telling you, this Dallas offense, about, you know, my top offense of the week in terms of leverage on some of these other chalky offenses that we're going to see. Um, you know, going to the other side of this game here. Oh, for what it's worth, I do like Dak. I like Cooper. I like Gallup. Um, and I like Zeke a lot. So, um, I guess I didn't say that. Uh, the Detroit side of things obviously depends on Matthew Stafford. Uh, it does not look good for him to play this weekend. Um, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they shut him down. Um, where they're at record-wise, they're already going to be struggling to get into the playoffs even if they do win a bunch of games. So, wouldn't be shocked if we see him get shut down. Um, he wants to play, though. I, I love I love Matthew Stafford's um, grunt and want, wanting to play. But, you know, Driscoll probably going to be the quarterback here. Not terrible. Not great. Um, Threw 46 times last week, completed, you know, 59% of his passes, 269 yards and a touchdown. Um, he ran for 37 yards too, which definitely helped his value a little bit. When we're looking at this game, you know, the running back situation, it sounds like Johnson's going to be out with a concussion. So it's going to be McKisnick and um, Paul Perkins. You know, the wide receiver situation, Kenny Galladay, Jones, Amendola. Looking at last week, we have one week sample size. You know, the dude threw 46 times, and he threw the ball to Galladay 9, Amendola 8, Hawkinson 6, and Marvin Jones 6. He did his best impression of Matthew Stafford on spreading the ball out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just to kind of follow back 
piggyback off of you, Stevie. I, I mean, every, everybody's saying Matthew Stafford's 50-50, but, you know, Driscoll's still taking first-team reps, didn't practice today. I, if he doesn't practice Friday, you, I, I can almost guarantee he's going to be out. Uh, you know, that'll be his last chance, I think, to get a full a full practice. And maybe I think I think Friday will be his last chance. At any rate, um, anyway, just just wanted to follow up on that. Uh, if Stafford doesn't play, man, I'm just really not. I'm just not as interested. And I know Galladay got a touchdown last week, and you know they they were able to move the ball some, but I I, I don't I don't think I want to I don't think I want to play him this week. Uh, I feel like Dallas is equally as good or better as a Chicago defense at this point in the season. Um, you know, I know Driscoll throwing it that many times. I mean, it should yield to some huge fantasy production. Uh, you know, golly had, like I said, he had nine targets. I just, I just don't feel comfortable with this offense right now uh, without Stafford at the helm. So in terms of Detroit, uh, the correlation is going to be there because I, they probably will be behind I just can't pull the trigger on, on any of these guys right now. On full point PPR sides, I don't mind J.D. McKisnick. Um, you know, Johnson got a concussion early in that game. We saw the blueprint. He had a ton of work in the passing game, and if they're going to be trailing, um, I, I kind of like that a little bit. I don't love it. Uh, we do have some really cheap running backs that are in good spots this week. And then Danny Amendola with those eight targets, you know, we know these you know guys that come in and just kind of dump it down. I don't hate that, but you know, you look at it, he had, he had eight targets, he had four catches for 29 yards. Those are all short passes. So, you know, you, you have to temper your expectation. Like, Galladay's the home run guy. He's just – he's that talented. Um, but I, I probably don't end up playing a lot of him this week. And like you, don't really love anything here. You know, Hawkinson, you know, if he scores a touchdown, he gets there. But, um, yeah, we're going to cruise right along here we got the jets and the washington redskins 38 and a half total here washington favored by one well i get um let, let's start with the jets like they're a team that they're just not playing any defense right now and it, it seems like every week they're involved in a shootout um and, <laughs> you know it, it's been fantastic because you know we've been able to play and you know it was a game stack that i made some money on last week when we're looking at the Jets in this spot, it's not like the Washington defense is great. Is there anything that is kind of standing out to you here for the Jets? Uh, I mean, not really, man. It's I think about the only thing standing out to me is just this 23% market share on Jamison Crowder, who just right now is just getting it done every week. Um, pretty much, pretty much every week, man. Just, just getting it done. I. I really like what you know the 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 rapport he's built with Darnold. I just I'm just not high on the Jets this week, man. Um, and, and that's just kind of where I'm at. I, I don't I don't I don't really think I want to play the Jets. I think Washington is a little bit better than like what what we think they are. And against the Jets, against Darnold, who I don't view right now as a, a, a great quarterback, he's still a work in progress. I just don't think I need to go to this week. I'd rather kind of condense my, my player pool down a little bit. Don't want to play Le'Veon. Um, you know, I usually like to play a little bit of Robbie Anderson, but I uh, don't even know if I want to play him this week. I think if I was going to play anybody, it would be Jamison Crowder, and I think the buck would stop there. Yeah, you know, when I'm looking at this matchup, I, I think that 
you know, the slot is where I want to attack Washington. Um, you know, Quentin Dunbar has been phenomenal. Josh Norman's been hurt a lot this season. So, like, his numbers, if you're looking at, like, his ratings and stuff, they haven't been great. But I think the slot is where I want to go, and that's Jamison Crowder. Um, I also like Griffin here as a sneaky tight end play. We know Hurden is out. Um, so, Griffin had a nice little build there. He had four and eight targets in the two games when Sam Darnold came back. Um, so um, Sam Darnold came back. So I, I don't mind Ryan Griffin as a cheap tight end because when you think about it, no Kelsey on the slates, um, you know, it, it just gets, I think no Hunter Henry on the slate. So it just gets to the point where tight ends are a little interesting this week. Um, no Jimmy Graham. So if you're not paying up for like a Waller or something like you're, we're looking for some cheap tight ends. So um, man, the way the other side of this game we have Dwayne Haskins starting for the rest of the season here. And I'll be honest. Um, I like Terry McLaurin more than I probably should, but I don't really like anything else outside of that. Yeah, man. I mean, McLaurin, he's 5,600. Uh, hasn't really had a big game since Miami. That four catch, two TD game. Um, you know, that was with uh, Case Keenum running the offense. So, you know, we're going to give McLaurin. The, the, the thing is, though, like you said, the, the Jets haven't been able to stop anybody. I feel like I should have some interest in Dwayne Haskins this week. I, I just can't pull the trigger. Um, I, I, I Maybe we sprinkle in some McLaurin, um, but I, I'm with you, man. I think that's about it. I don't really want to – you know, hang my hat on any Washington Redskins. I think McLaurin is the only guy I would play um, and just sprinkle him in. He's, a, you know, him and, him and, um, and Crowder are the only two guys I think I'd even play out of this whole game. So that's about it for me, man. Don't, don't want to waste time on Washington. And what's crazy, right, like Haskins and McLaurin played together in college. There should already be chemistry there. Like, there, I feel like it's a big game blow-up waiting to happen in what better spot than the Jets. So, I'm with yeah. you. I, I feel like we should, just because of how bad this defense has been, have interest in playing Haskins. But he's just been so bad that, like, I have a little interest in the Jets' defense. Um more than I have interest in Haskins. But, I, I again, I like McLaurin a lot here. Um, I, Adrian Peterson has been kind of interesting. But now that, um, you know, with Dar Darius Geis coming back, like, I think you just – you stay away from this running situation. Yeah, absolutely, with you 100%. Yeah, so. All right, uh, moving on, Will. We got the Saints and the Bucks, 50 total here. New Orleans fair by five. One of the biggest letdown spots last week. They just were terrible. Um, like, hey, 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 Kyler Murray and Christy Kirk got there. That was my number one combo of the week. Man, they, they got there. What does that there. have to do with the Saints? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, nothing. So here's the crazy part. Michael Thomas got there, and he was about the only Saint I played. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about no, that. You're, you're all good. Um, yeah, so Drew Brees, this is the ultimate bounce back spot, in my opinion. Like, you know, you just have to think that uh, – you just have to think that this is the bounce back spot for New Orleans. <laughs> and, 
let's talk about it, Will. We have Michael Thomas, 9,900. He's only had two games with non-double-digit targets. He's been an absolute monster. You trust Michael Thomas more than you trust Christian McCaffrey is the biggest question on this slate. Man, oh, man. Well, you know, with all this value out there, you may be able to trust them both. Uh, <clears throat> I, I think I trust Thomas equally as McCaffrey. The, the thing that McCaffrey has going with him is he's going to have rushing attempts. Michael Thomas has been getting the job done, though. He's probably about as close to McCaffrey as you're going to get on this slate. And in this spot against this team, uh, you know, I, I think 30 points is – I think that, I think that's a good ceiling expectation for Michael Thomas. Um the price, the price is high though, man. I, I think I think Kamara is, is good leverage off of Michael Thomas. I know that uh, you know he didn't really have the game, and they kind of it looked like they were going to give goal line touches to uh, Latavius Murray. But at seventy four hundred, uh, you know, had ten targets last week. I, th- I think he's good leverage. I, I like him here. Um, I do think this is a bounce back spot. I'm not sure how much, you know, people are going to buy into the crowd noise of Drew Brees not playing as well on the road. Um, if you feel that way, I think you fade Drew Brees and you take the shot with Michael Thomas and Kamara. Um, these guys can still have monster games, even if Drew Brees only throws for one touchdown and, you know, 280 yards or something like that. So uh, I like these guys. And I actually like the Saints defense this week. I know uh, they didn't really have a great week last week. I consider that more of an outlier. They've been playing pretty well. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to go back to them on the road as a, as a cheaper defense this week. The Tampa Bay defense is the biggest funnel defense in football, and we've talked about it all season long. They rank first in DVOA against the run. They rank 27th in DVOA against the pass. Throw the ball against us and beat us that way. And, like, Michael Thomas could easily get double-digit catches in this game. I'm not saying he's not going to pay off his price tag. I, I think Traquan Smith is a very, very interesting tournament play. Wide receiver twos have absolutely destroyed Tampa this season. So Traquan Smith played 89.5% of the snaps last week and ran 38 routes. I'm not saying that they're going to get up in this game and use Traquan Smith, but I'm just saying I like this spot for him. I think a lot of people will look at Teddy Ginn. I think Jared Cook is another guy you look at here. Like, they're just options off of Thomas, off of Kamara. I think Breeze is definitely in play here, especially if they get that narrative going that he stinks on the road. Like, I could go out and throw three touchdowns against Tampa. Like, <laughs> they, they just give it to you. They, they just give it to you. So, um, Drew Brees will take advantage of it. Sean Payton will take advantage of it. Play the passing game here. Um, I'm iffy on Kamara and Murray because of just how good this defense is. But Kamara is so much work in passing. Yeah, that's all it is, man. He had 10 targets last week. Yeah, they had a combined, I think, like 10 carries, nine carries. Like, they did not run the ball at all, so – um, the Tampa side, like one of the biggest injury news is that we're watching this week has nothing to do with offense and it has everything to do with defense. If Marshawn Lattimore does not play, this is a 
great spot for Tampa to throw on P.J. Williams playing on the outside against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Oh, buddy, I will be so excited to load up on Tampa if Marshawn Lattimore does not play. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I, I, I still – I still like the Saints defense a little bit. And so, and you know, my philosophy with defense is quarterbacks that turn the ball over always give a defense a chance. Yep. And Jameis tends to just throw the ball just in the air at, at, at defenders. So that, that's why I, I kind of like the, uh, the Saints defense. But on the, same, on the same note, Jameis can still throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns this weekend if Lattimore is out. And still throw a pick six. So I, uh, I'm with you, especially when you know Tampa Bay didn't really get going as well as we thought they would last week against Arizona. Kind of had a, a big letdown there. Um, I, I mean, I had a lot of Chris Godwin, and that didn't really come to fruition the way I wanted it to. I mean, he had 12 targets, six catches, 74 yards. Didn't get that touchdown, so we didn't really get it done. Uh, Mike Evans only had six targets, and we've kind of talked about the fact that. You can kind of play both of these guys, um, you know, like we talked, like, like Stevie already said, if Lattimore is out, then I definitely think Godwin and Evans are in play. Uh, O.J. Howard got his, uh, you know, Arizona Cardinals tight end touchdown yet again. Um, so I, I think he's in play. He's playing, you know, pr- pretty good snaps now. Um, and, and those are the guys I think you look at. I'm not going to buy into this Ronald Jones is going to be more involved in the passing game. I read some reports on that. Uh, just kind of talking about them trying to get get him going. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that as a one hit wonder until I see it consistently. Um, but just did want to point out that there was a report flying around that Jones was going to be more involved. Uh, don't really want to play Jameis this week. Don't think he's a bad play. Uh, I just have some other quarterbacks that I would prefer to play more. Uh, and I reserve my my right to change that. If Lattimore is out, I'll have a lot more interest. Yeah, I, Lattimore, they, like, considered him week to week. I, I think it's a strong possibility that he misses this game. And if that happens, just load up on the passing game in this game. Just do it, both sides. Just yeah. make some stacks because both teams should throw at will in this game if that happens. And we talk about, like, oh, one one guy, what can he really do? Marshawn Lattimore, DeAndre Hopkins had 51 and four catches for a touchdown against him. Amari Cooper had four catches for 39. Mike Evans had zero catches for zero yards earlier this season against him. DJ Chark, two catches for 21 yards. Allen Robinson, two catches for 20 yards. Before he got hurt, Julio Jones had zero catches for zero yards. Like, that's how good Marshawn Lattimore is. So, just throwing it out there. Like, Yes. The stats are the stats. The data is the data. Um, <laughs> I'm not going back to O.J. Howard, by the way. Uh, I'm out. Like, I, I got my one-week production against the Arizona Cardinals, and now I'm jumping off the bandwagon. Bye-bye. Like, he cost – I got my money back from earlier this year when he cost me all that money. So, jumping back off, Will. Bye-bye. Um, Denver Broncos, <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. Um, 40 and a half total here. Minnesota favored by 10 and a half. We got Brandon Allen making his second start. Um, what do you like here for Denver? Nothing. Uh, don't want to really play anyone. Uh, I, I know Sutton has been playing well. He's, you know, been getting targets. And, I mean, you know, ha- I mean, just massive target share. But I, I, I don't want to touch him here, Stevie. I don't, I don't think I need anyone from Denver. I mean, Noah Font 
you know, in, in terms of tight end play, could could be a good play this week. But I, ju- I just don't feel like I need a whole bunch of guys from Denver. So I, I don't want to waste time trying to scrounge up plays here. Uh, Going to mostly be a pass for me outside of maybe some cheap Noah font. That's, that's about it for me on Denver this week. I think you can play Cortland Sutton just because of volume. I, I do think the Minnesota defense is interesting here. Um, shockingly enough, this defense has allowed the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers and the third most over the last four weeks. So, like, they're a little beatable, and it's wide receiver one and wide receiver two. We have no idea who the wide receiver two was. We all thought it was going to be Deshaun Hamilton. Deontay Spencer had three targets, and really – they tried to run the ball as much as possible and not have Brandon Allen throw the ball a ton. So um, I, I think Denver tries to slow this game down as much as they possibly can, really work the clock um, and just do the best they can to make this game go by as fast as they can, if that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I got you. Like, I was just kind of curious really quick. I was pulling up pace on pace of play. Where do you think Denver ranks in pace of play? Um, let's go 29th. They rank 14th. I bet you by the end mm. of the season. I bet you by the end of the season, it comes closer to 26, 27. Like I, I think we see them slow down a ton, but I could be wrong. Um, uh, again, I think Cortland Sutton just because of volume is in play, and then on the Minnesota side of things, like if Thielen's back, I probably will fade both of the. Diggs and Thielen probably won't go crazy there, but I think you play Dalvin Cook against anybody you want. He's so good. Yeah, especially against uh, this Denver team. Hasn't ever really been that strong this or this season. Uh, the question is, you know, do, can you pay for him? He's 8,900. You got Zeke at 9K. If I had to play one of them, I think I'd side with Zeke this week. Um, but, I mean, like we talked about, Cook has just been getting it done. Um, don't really want to play Kirk Cousins this week, but I will say, you know, Thielen is out. Uh, you know, could could be another big week for Diggs. I, I, you know, I, I think I kind of wait and see there uh, what what happens. And uh, then Kyle Rudolph, you know, he's been getting just cheap touchdowns right there at the goal line. Uh, you know, had a big game against the Cowboys. But, I mean, he's had, you know, uh, I think four touchdowns in four weeks, two last week, uh, one the week before. Uh, maybe one, one the week before that and one – no. Probably the week before that. But, yeah, he, he, he's been, you know, kind of, kind of being a touchdown vulture there. Um, I, I think at 3,600, he's good value. Um, don't really want to play uh, Irv Smith. He's been getting some targets. Uh, so, I like him. I don't like him more than Rudolph. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at, man. I'm not as interested in, in Minnesota this week outside of Dalvin Cook and, and the cheap tight ends. Yeah, I, I kind of like that Dalvin Cook, um, Minnesota defense, like, stack, too. I think that's yeah. an interesting way to approach this one. Yeah. Houston at Baltimore, 49 total, not high enough. Baltimore favored by four and a half. Um, I, this is the game that I circled when I was looking at opening lines and everything else, and I was like, this total is way off, or I am going to be way wrong about this game. Um, we have Deshaun Watson against Lamar Jackson here. Two quarterbacks that have been playing phenomenal this season. I was shocked by this total, Will. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you look at the total. Um, we came in at 49 and a half. I mean, you got to think. I mean, that's pretty much 50 points. Um, 
you got to think that they score more, score more than that. Um, and, I mean, I, th- I think Baltimore's defense is steadily getting better. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to slow down Houston. Um, Houston has had some slow starts to the season. But, you know, you got to think both of these guys are pumped up for this matchup. Mono, Mono, uh, I, I like this spot here. Deshaun Watson, uh, I think he's, he's one of the top quarterbacks on the slate. I think because he's going to have to be this week, um, we know that, that Baltimore is going to run the ball a bunch. Um, but Deshaun Watson, you know, when he gets his hands on the ball, these guys can score quickly. So I, I really like him. Um, Carlos Hyde. At 4,600, I think is cheap enough. I know he had a big game against Jacksonville in London, um, but if you look on the season, he's had some some sprinkles of 100-yard games in there, a couple you know, a couple 90-yard games, a couple 80-yard games. Um, he just hasn't been able to get in the end zone as much as I would like, but in this spot, uh, team total that we think is going to be fairly high at, by the end of the day. Uh, if he could fall into the end zone, that would be – uh, amazing. Kenny Stills, I think, is you know one of my favorite value plays on the weekend in, in a game where I think it is going to be a little bit of back and forth. Don't hate Nuke Hopkins. Um, he's always going to get the targets. Uh, and that's about it for me. Uh, Will Fuller is uh, improving, but you know we're not sure if he's going to play yet this this week. Uh, but like I said, Kenny Stills, one of my favorite value wide receivers on the week. Yeah, you know, obviously you're going to have to wait and see what's going on with Will Fuller. He was limited on Wednesday. Um, so, if he's back, uh, he has some upside at 5,800. It's just obviously the injury risk with the hamstring could be easily flared up. Um, I love DeAndre Hopkins as a pivot off of Michael Thomas this week. Again, I'm really high on this game. I, I think you can play Hopkins, play Watson. I think Carlos Hyde, I, I like that call. Um, he's definitely interesting here, but Honestly, I'm going with the studs right here. There's there's a bunch of different ways to to attack this game, and you know you can you can play Hopkins with um, the Baltimore side of things because Lamar Jackson has just been outstanding. Um, this team's averaging the most fantasy points by quarterbacks this season, which tells us one thing: it tells us Lamar Jackson is absolutely crushing this season. Um, didn't even need to chuck a ton last week. He threw 17 times. He threw three touchdowns on 17 pass attempts. He had seven rushing attempts for 65 yards. We saw that in week one um, with Miami where he didn't have to throw a lot. But this is the spot, Will. I think he's going to get double-digit rushing attempts. This is going to be a game that's going to be high scoring, in my opinion. Lamar Jackson, I think, is one of the best, if not the best quarterback play on the slate. I don't care what his price is. Yeah, I like him a lot here because uh, they will need him to win. I'm going to start in a really, really weird spot this week. Um, I, I've had, kind of had my eye on this for the past couple of weeks, and he's not as good of a player as Andrews. Uh, but Nick, Yeah, yes. Nick Boyle at 2,700, man, uh, starting to dial up the targets. Uh, I mean, had 19% of the market share last week, 21% uh, the week before that. I I, I like him here. I, I think he's one of my favorites. Uh, 63.4% of the snaps on the season, 77% of the snaps last week to Andrews, 53. You know, to, to, to kind of weed out the noise, Andrews was on the field, 53% of the uh, – uh, the uh, time ran routes 57%. Boyle was on 77, ran routes 33%. Uh, 
Uh, but I still like Boyer, man. I, I think he's great, great, great value on this slate in a really high game. Uh, no, I haven't really talked about much else. I mean, he's really my favorite play from from Baltimore outside of uh, Lamar Jackson. Not as high on Mark Ingram this week. Uh, you know, Marquise Brown, he's always got big playability. But, but Nick Boyle, man, my favorite play outside of Lamar Jackson this week on this team. You compare Lamar Jackson with DeAndre Hopkins. That, that's how you compare Lamar Jackson this week. <laughs> <laughs> there you um, go. I like the Nick Boyle call. I don't mind Mark Andrews. Um, again, we talked about this last week and didn't even think about it last week when we were talking about it, but they've been using Nick Boyle to block more on the running schemes, not thinking like, oh, Mark Andrews is going to be – his snaps are going to be up because they're not going to be running Lamar Jackson as much. And Boyle still outsnapped him by a large margin, but I think that we see the snaps go down a little bit here for Mark Andrews, and um, I think we see – Boyle play a good amount of snaps. Um, I, I like Nick Boyle a lot here. If, the, if you find like a showdown slate for this one, Nick Boyle would be very interesting as like a showdown play. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we got the Bills and the Dolphins, 41 total here. Buffalo favored by five and a half. Uh, what do we like here for the Bills? Man, Josh Allen, I, man, his price is up there this week. Again, um, you know, 6,600 was uh, 6,500 the last time they played. Played pretty well. Um, Josh just isn't getting it done in the passing game like I, like I thought we would see this season. Uh, he's still, you know, rushing a little bit. Last week he bailed himself out with two rushing touchdowns. But once again, I, I just – I think John Brown's in play. You know, if you don't like Allen, John Brown, uh, you saw what he did the first time against Miami on five catches on six targets for 83 yards and a touchdown. I think that's a reasonable expectation against this team. Uh, so John Brown, once again – uh, I think is in play, and, and and he's one of my favorites here in terms of the wide receivers. Devin Singletary, I was hoping we could have got him again at 5K because of the not-so-good performance. Just didn't work out, uh, but I still like him here. I, I think this is a spot, even though last week uh, didn't look as good as we wanted him to, I think this is a spot you go right back to the well here. Devin Singletary, uh, another favorite running back play of mine. I was able to hop on board later in the week. Didn't have him in my main team, thank goodness. But I still think the process was sound. I think he's a guy you hop back on this week for sure. And, like, he probably – he doesn't get there, but he he comes close to getting there if they don't give Frank Gore the one-yard touchdown run. Like, or yeah, Josh Allen absolutely. one-yard run. Like, yeah. Singletary's right there. And, like, I'm going right back to the well on Singletary – that game was kind of weird. I think Buffalo's up in this game. We see Singletary get a little bit more work. I like the John Brown call. I don't mind Cole Beasley as a cheap wide receiver in this game. Um, Allen's throwing to him quite a bit. This game is sneaky shootout written all over it for what it's worth. Miami's defense is not playing well. Buffalo's defense is not playing well right now. Um, I guess Buffalo's not playing terrible. I don't want to. I don't want to get 15 tweets. Um, you know, they shut out. They almost shut out Washington. Cleveland put up with some points against them. Philly threw against them, no problem. Um, you know, Miami hung 21 against this team earlier this season. That's that's kind of interesting when we're looking at the Miami front. So, one thing that I noticed, Will, I always like to go through processes of looking and see if there's any new trends. And one new trend is Tredavious White, the dude that's been an absolute beast this season in this secondary for Buffalo. 
has taken away the number one wide receiver the last two weeks. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. had 10 targets, three catches for 27 yards against him last week. Terry McLaurin had four targets, three catches for 27 yards. He shadowed in over 80% of their routes um, the last two weeks. He hadn't shadowed at all. If he shadows Devontae Parker here, Alan Hearns is one of the best value plays on the slate. Um, he's going to be a difference maker in tournaments for me this week. I'm going to be way over the weight, way overweight on Alan Hearns this week in tournaments. Not only is this a really good spot for him, just because Parker could potentially get shadowed here, but the guy that he's going up against here, when we're looking at you know cornerback matchups, um, I forget his name. Oh, Levi Wallace. He's one of the slowest corners in football. He's one of the slowest corners in football. There is such a speed advantage here for Alan Hearns, like. This is the Allen Hearns eight target, six catch for 80 yards in a touchdown game. I'm calling it now. Well, man, look, if you, if you like Hearns this much, uh, I need to start dialing up, you know, adding him, adding a few more shares of him in the player pool. Um, I, you know, I, I don't mind Hearns. Um, you know, it's, it's really well trying to, weird trying to peg this team just because Devontae Parker has such a massive, massive share uh, it's it's almost scary to, uh, to to think of anybody else. I mean, he's got really good snap share on the season. He's running snaps at 92.7%. Uh, you know, what a world we live in where Devontae Parker is on the field 92.7% of the plays, uh, where, you know, before he could barely touch the field because of injury. So really glad he's back uh, healthy. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't mind Hearns, you know. Um, you know uh, we did on, on the field for 94.9% of the snaps. I think Albert Wilson is, is, is intriguing as well at 61% running 61% of the snaps. Um, you know, Hearns ran 32 routes. Wilson ran 90, 19 routes. Uh, you know, if this game breaks the way you think, then, hey, Hearns is a good play. Uh, I'm going to back you up on that and kind of hop on, hop on board here. Um, but that's about it, man. I, I'm, not, I'm not rushing to, to play Miami. I will say this, though. Uh, if you're going to play a little bit of Hearns, I think we need to be playing a little bit of Fitzpatrick. He's at home this time. Uh, you know, can the Fitz magic get going? Not sure. Uh, last time he played this team, put up 21 fantasy points. Uh, could be looking at a real cheap 20 here yet again. Yep. Um, Gusecki is another guy that I like here as another cheap tight end play. Back-to-back six target games, um, you know, with Williams hurt. So, uh, yeah, and I like the Fitzmagic call. You know, I think this game, like I said, I think this game has sneaky shootout, whether you go Allen, Allen Brown, one of the Miami guys, or if you go, you know, Fitzpatrick, Hearns, Brown, or Singletary, however you want to do it. Like, I'll have a couple game stacks of this game built into my, built into my, um, you know, script here. So, I, I do I, – I like this game. I think it's sneaky. It doesn't have a really high total, which should keep people off. But it was 21 to 31 the first time, and that's 52. This game's 41. So, yeah. uh, the, the Jags and the Colts, 44 total here. Colts favored by three. Nick Foles back for the Jags. Um, no more, no more Minshew mania. Uh, what do you like here for Jacksonville? Well, um, you know, I think I think you have to consider Leonard Fournette if they're going to keep giving him the rock the way they're going to. Just off volume alone, um, you know, I, I like what Fournette's been doing this season. I know some games, you know, he hasn't really gotten it done, and then he's gotten there on long runs. But, hey, production is production. Uh, we take it how it comes uh, in DFS. Uh, so, I like Fournette. Uh, you know, I, 
I'm actually a little afraid of this team in terms of playing them overall this week. I just kind of want to see them, you know, see what's going to happen with Foles because Foles just kind of went out. I mean, just boom, right out of the gate, went down. And so I'm not sure, you know, how, how his target distribution is going to be. I uh, will say when he was in Philly, his favorite target, um, you know, what was Alshon Jeffrey. That, I mean, that was pretty much one of his favorites. So if that's the case, um, you know, I, I think Chark is still be in play here, you know, uh, as an outside receiver. So I think if you're willing to take a chance on Chark, um, you know, he, he could be a really good play this week. And what, I, what I'm going to anticipate to be, you know, bottom of the barrel ownership. So he's one of my favorites. I like DD all the time. Um, but it, it, just kind of trying to think through Foles, I think Chark would be a better pairing with Foles if Foles is going to stay with his outside guy. Yeah, and, you know, we have one week sample. We have, yeah. like, one quarter. But, like, he did favor DD a little bit before he got hurt. DD's 4,500 this week. Um, he's really cheap. I like him in PPR formats. Um, but I'm with you. I think Chark is a guy like Chark and DD are the guys that I'm looking at here. I'll probably mix in a little Fournette. Um, you know, Fournette when he's been, he's been really good this year and I don't want to make it sound like he hasn't been coming off of a bye week. That should be really good for him as well. They kind of got behind in that game, but look at his targets like that. That's one of the other reasons that you have to like Fournette here. Like, Eventually, this dude's going to start scoring some touchdowns. Um, I, I think what, he only had one, one touchdown on the season. So, yeah, and they, I mean, they've stalled out. Like, they've been, everybody knows that they've stalled out on the goal line multiple times this season uh, where he could have easily had, you know, 30 point games. So, it's coming. Uh, the Colts side of things here, you know, when we're looking at this matchup for Indy, Brissett's supposed to be back here. Um, he's coming back with a lot of a lot of injuries in the second or with the wide receiver core right now. Um, you know, T.Y. Hilton banged up. He's doubtful. Campbell is, you know, out. So it's going to be Pascal and Rogers. Um, you know, I, you just look at it and you're like, oh, man, uh, who's going to throw the ball to? Obviously, Jack Doyle is banged up a little bit right now. So we're going to have to see how that shoulder injury, if Jack Doyle's out, like Ebron becomes probably my favorite tight end play on the slates. Um, but one thing that people don't realize this season will is Jacksonville ranks 24th in DVOA against the run and Brissett being back should really help Marlon Mack. Um, a guy that already gets a ton of workload in the running game, probably not a DraftKings play, but he's a guy that I like on Yahoo and FanDuel when I'm looking at, you know, these, this touchdown equity. Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, I, I think, for me, you know, maybe my philosophy is a little bit different. And I understand, like, why we think about it this way in terms of PPR. Like, you want guys that, that are going to be catching passes, you know. But for me, if I think a guy has a 100-yard game, you know, 100-yard game touchdown upside, um, I, I, I'm willing to roll the dice on them, which is why I was so high on Derrick Henry last week. Um, I, I like Mac here. You know, if we think he's going to get in the, you know, get in the end zone, you know, why not fire him off? If he goes 150 and two touchdowns, he's going to pay it off without catching any passes. So I, I like him here. I, I think this is a good spot. Um, you know, I hate Zach Pascal. He had an awful game. His price went up 500 bucks, probably because Brissett is back. Um, but, but you know, I, I like him a lot. If Doyle happens to be out, um, then de facto, Eric, Eric Ebron will be the number one tight end player on this slate. 
at this price. I mean, it, it would almost be unavoidable. Um, I mean, last week the guy had 12 targets, five catches for 56 yards, no touchdowns, and that was with Brian Hoyer back there. Uh, I trust Jacoby a lot more than I trust Brian Hoyer based on, you know, uh, the production we've seen. Uh, Eric Ebron is a fantastic play if Doyle's out. I don't think we'll have to convince anyone of that. All right, moving on, Will. We got Atlanta at Carolina, 49.5 total here. Carolina favored by 5.5. Let's talk Atlanta Falcons. You know, what are we looking at here for Atlanta? Um, Well, I think this is what everybody's looking at, man. Brian Hill, 4,800. It's going to get massive, massive work in the run game. Um, You know, I'm all about fading the chalk, man, but – at 4,800, I think, and this is something I've just learned to do, Stevie, and I don't, I don't think I'm wrong in the approach. If I'm multi-entering and we've got a cheap running back in this price, I just lock them in. I build my lineup around them and everything. 100% across the board, lock button. And I think that's what you're getting here, especially on DraftKings at 4,800 with Brian Hill. I think this is a lock button situation. Um, you put him in your lineups. And it gives you the flexibility. You can still play McCaffrey. You can still play Zeke if you want to. Just put him in the flex um, and, and, and build your lineups from there. Uh, I think Hill's the number one player on the slate. Um, I don't mind Matt Ryan. I'm not as high on him. In this particular situation, I'd rather just play, you know, Julio or Ridley and, and, uh, and Brian Hill and, and do the pairing that way. This is a division game. Um, you know, Carolina definitely wants to win this one. I can tell you that as a fan. Um, and so I, I – Hill Hill and Julio or Hill and Ridley uh, would be kind of the way I would go this week. Uh, Austin Hooper got hurt. Um, I don't think he's going to play this week, so we're going to have another tight end filling in. Um, not sure who it's going to be, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just not sure. But we um, – those are the guys I'm looking at. Hill, Julio, Ridley. That's it. Yeah, I'm with you on Brian Hill. I'm just going to play him. Like, I'll, yeah. I'm just going to eat it. Um, it it's going to taste good. Like, it's fine with me. <laughs> like, I think one of the most underrated things that nobody's talking about this week is Austin Hooper potentially missing this game. And the backup tight ends are nobody – like, it, it's, it's Luke Stocker. Um, yeah, and, and JD and Graham. So, but I don't, I don't even know Stocker's going to play. He's hurt too. He's hurt too. So, like for me, when I'm looking at this game, I'm looking at this is the Calvin Ridley blow up game. Like that's how because Bradbury was back at practice on Wednesday. Another thing that people aren't talking about, you know, dealing with a groin injury. There's a good chance they they limit him a little bit. But I love Julio. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to have plenty of exposure to Julio here, but. I think Calvin Ridley blow-up game is going to happen this week. So, just 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 pay attention to that one. Um, and then on the Carolina side, we have talked about Atlanta being bad against pass-catching running backs for years. I understand Christian McCaffrey is 10-5. He's dealing with a little bit of a foot injury. But as long as he's with a uniform, he is the top running back on the slate. Yeah, and listen, man I- – I- I'm not saying he's not banged up, but trust me, River, Riverboat Ron is trying to keep as much load off of him during the week so he can put as much load as he wants on him on Sunday, uh, which I hate. Has he all this year? <laughs> <laughs> I, every week it's something. Every week. 
So I, I hate that. I, I, I do wish uh, we, we would get, you know, R Reggie, Reggie Bonifant going a little bit more just to take some of the load off. But, hey, man, bottom line, Christian McCaffrey, you talked about it, number one player on the slate for running backs outside of, you know, you know uh, what I would consider a hill on the other side. Um, I, I do like Zeke more than McCaffrey this week for what it's worth. For price and matchup, I, I really like Zeke more. But you know, in this particular scenario, I think I try to figure out: can I get McCaffrey, Zeke, and Hill in the lineup and make it work? You know, that's kind of where I would start my build. If I don't feel comfortable, I'll, I'd adjust it from there. Um, I, I actually like Kyle Allen a little bit this week, and I know we haven't really seen a huge games from him like last week against Green Bay put up, you know, over 300 yards passing and a touchdown. I, I think Kyle Allen, I think a big week is coming here. Um, DJ Moore starting to rack up the targets and starting to turn a lot of those targets into catches. Back-to-back 20-point -back fantasy games. That doesn't guarantee anything here. But then you go on the other side, look at Curtis Samuel catching touchdowns. Um, I do think regression is coming, but he's still getting the targets. I really like this passing game this week. Kyle Allen is one of my cheap dark throws at quarterback that, that I want to look at. And that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, what's interesting here with DJ Moore is the dude has at least nine targets now in four straight games. And Ooh. he's had over 100 yards receiving in back-to-back -back games. And he's only scored one touchdown on the season. If he mm -hmm. finds the end zone, like we're looking at potential 30 points here. So Third. If, you're not, if you're not playing Christian McCaffrey – and, again, like, Christian McCaffrey is expensive, and I get it. If you're not playing Christian McCaffrey, I like the Allen-DJ Moore. I like the Allen-Olsen stack. I think those are interesting stacks this week going up against Atlanta. So, uh, Atlanta, 31st in DVOA against the pass. They're, they're terrible against the pass. This is mm – -hmm. again, this is another spot where Atlanta tries to be a funnel defense, and they're not as good as – Tampa at it and um but DJ Moore is one of my favorite plays on this slate um so really like this spot for him uh moving on Will we got Arizona at San Francisco 45 total here San Francisco favored by 11 and a half in this game short week for San Francisco um like anything here on the Cardinals uh no uh not touching the Cardinals this week uh, I'm I'm going full avoidance uh San Francisco defense all the way if there was ever, I do think Murray's going to be able to move the ball some, but this this is a, this just screams San Francisco defense for me, man. Uh, I'm staying away from the Cardinals this week. Yep, don't want to play Fitz against Quan Williams in the slot. Don't want to play Kirk against Mosley on the outside or Sherman on the outside. Like this, nope. For this, for me, screams maybe you play Kyle Murray naked just because he might have to rush for 100-plus yards in this game if they're going to move the ball. But, <laughs> that, like, that's the only way that I see, like, Murray potentially getting here in this game. And the price tag is there. Like, it's fair. Um, and, and he has he's had a game where he rushed for 93 yards against Cincinnati. It's not out of the question that this dude can run for 100 yards in this game. So, I, I think Murray by himself is, is interesting here. Um I don't want to touch the running situation. If I was going to play a wide receiver, it'd be Kirk, but I don't want to. Um, for me in this spot, like Murray by himself, but I love the 49ers defense. 49ers defense is very legit here. If 
if Kittle plays, which it sounds like he's not going to, um, I have a little interest in Kittle, but I like the 49ers defense with the Coleman pairing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely, definitely have to get your dose of Coleman this week. Um, you know, Breeders questionable, uh, didn't practice, you know, had, had an ankle. Too. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and, and Mozart, he actually had a pretty good game on limited carries in terms of the eye test as the game went down the stretch. They had a few big carries at the end of that game. You, you got to think Coleman's your guy. I mean, he only had nine carries against uh, uh, Seattle, only 12 against Arizona, 11 against – but I, I think I think 15 to 20 carries is coming and, and you know, three to five catches, especially if, you, if Manny Sanders happens to be out uh, yet again. You know, I think he had a rib, rib injury or something like that. Uh, that he, had, he occurred on Monday Night Football that really kind of slowed their offense down some. Um, but, yeah, I, I like I like Coleman here. I think he's another value value running back that's not so expensive that you could possibly get a, you know, 25 to 30-point game out of. Um, I think, you know, the, the de facto receiver that everybody's going to look at this week, I think it has to be Debo Samuel. Samuel. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be looking at him. He's 4K, man, on DK. Uh, just incredibly cheap, incredibly cheap, incredibly cheap. And if we're going to stick with our guns on tight ends, then Ross Dwelly needs nope. to be in your player pool. <laughs> nope. if, 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 if you're going to stick with them, I, 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 I think you throw some Ross Dwelly in, in your lineup just for kicks. Um, he had seven targets last week. Overtime game, not trying to over-exaggerate, but um, I – I think you try to try to get some limited exposure to him uh, because he, he's going to be catching a few footballs, guaranteed. And he played ninety percent of the snaps. Like I, I, I'm joking around saying no because, like, <laughs> do you really want to play Ross Dwelly? And like the thing is, like San Francisco, they lost that game against Seattle because they can't catch footballs. Like they missed Manny Sanders down the stretch and George Kittle yeah. down the stretch. And like if you watch that game. You know why George Kittle gets so much targets in this offense because nobody could catch the ball. Like, Bourne and those guys just at, drop after drop after drop. So, um, I do like the Debo Samuel call as long as Sanders and Kittle both sit. If Kittle sits and Sanders plays, I like Sanders. But he got hurt, man. Like, that rib injury, like, he pulled himself out and he went straight to the locker room. So, yeah, he's like, man, I can't believe this if you read his list. But. Anyway, moving on, New England at Philly, 44-and-a-half total here. New England favored by three-and-a-half in this game. Uh, what do you like here on the Patriots? Man, everything. Brady, White, Edelman, Sanu. Uh, love these guys this week. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Sorry about that. And then my favorite of all, Patriots defense is back in our lives. After getting a thrashing from the Baltimore offense, this defense is coming out fired up. I'm telling you right now. Please, please, please don't overthink this and don't get exposure to the Patriots defense. 3,500, the guys, the Patriots defense is averaging 19.3 fantasy points on the season. Uh, I will take that all day. Patriots defense, one of my favorites along with San Francisco. Yeah, I love this spot for Mohamed Sanu. Like, he is potentially a cash game play for me in this spot. Like, the dude had 14 targets in his second game with this team. Yeah, and they've had 10 days off. Yeah, and Philly's secondary is terrible. Like, they're really bad. Um, so, I like I like Edelman a lot, too. Don't get me wrong. 
but Sanu is $2,500 cheaper. So um, give me, give me some Muhammad Sanu here. Um, and I agree with you, Michelle White, Brady, all in play here. Um, I, I will say, you know, they did have a bye week, but one thing to note, Ben Watson played a hundred percent of the snaps last game and only had five targets, but just pay attention to that. The dude ran 28 routes last week or the week before last, right before their, um, you know, um, bye. So uh, again, just one, just wanted to throw that out there because Lacoste might not play. And if Ben Watson finds the end zone at 2,900, he doesn't need much more than a touchdown. So again, I like some cheap tight ends this week. Um, Philly side, Will, you know, you love the new England defense. If you're not playing new England defense on a team, is there anything standing out to you here? Mm, Zach Ertz is still cheap, but I don't care. Um, I'm just not going to target the New England defense this week. If they prove me wrong, then maybe we'll start revisiting this. Uh, they just happened to catch Lamar Jackson, right place, right time for him, and, and he was able to kind of get around and do some things. This defense, this team does not have Lamar Jackson. I, I'm not playing anybody from Philly this week. Total scrapped off, only the New England side for me. Yeah, I kind of like Ertz just because we don't have the – like we don't have Hunter Henry, we don't have Kelsey, we don't have those top-end type of guys. Um, Jeffrey's dealing with a little bit of injury. If he sits, I think you could take some shots on Nelson Aguilar. Um, he's just shifty, so like he, he's going to get some open open catches. So I don't hate Aguilar, but really for me, I like Ertz, and that's about it well, here. Let, let me play devil's advocate for like one minute on Ertz. Ertz really hasn't done anything outside of, like, the last game. Other than yeah, that, he's been just as bad. You might as well play a 2K tight end. Yeah, but the, the, the flip side of that is Jeffrey got hurt. Deshaun Jackson's hurt. Like, yeah, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate back at you, buddy. <laughs> when you don't have anybody else to throw the football to. Um, oh, and I will say, you know, I don't love this, but if Jordan Howard doesn't play, I think Sanders is definitely in play. Yeah, 4,100. He'll catch, he'll catch a few passes out of backfield. I'd much rather play Miles Sanders over Zach Ertz. Cincinnati Bengals, Oakland Raiders, 48.5 total here. Oakland is favored by 10.5. Um, Ryan Ooh. Finley back at quarterback here for Cincinnati. Um, you know, question marks on A.J. Green. What are we liking here for Cincy? Oh, buddy. Uh, I feel like I should like plenty. I, can I trust Ryan Finley? I don't know. I will say this. Joe Mixon got going last week. I, I think Joe Mixon is in play. If they're going to give – and if they're going to actually block for him, I think he's sneaky this week uh, against the Oakland team that – their defense is okay, but they're not great. So I, I don't mind that. Uh, Tyler Boyd still got the targets last week. Um, you know, it's really going to be able to move the ball now that he's got, a, you know, another week of reps in. I'm not sure, you know, but I, I I like a little bit of Joe Mixon this week. And I think I'm going to have a sprinkle of Tyler Boyd because I still don't think Oakland is great on defense. But outside of that, um, I don't think I'll play too much. Yeah, and one thing that you got to know, remember here is, like, even last week um, – but the Bengals play at one of the fastest paces in the NFL. So, like, you're getting you're getting opportunity for your guys. So, I um, 
I like Boyd. I like Tate. I like Mixon, and I like Tyler Eifert. Um, this team is terrible against tight ends. They've been terrible against tight ends for years now. Um, I, I like this spot for Tyler Eifert. I don't hate throwing a Ryan Finley team out there just because I think a lot of people are going to be playing Derek Carr this week. Um, let's go over to the Oakland side. I think one of the best running back plays on the slate, as long as he plays, is Josh Jacobs. I think his limited practice was more maintenance than anything else. Um, I love Josh Jacobs here. Um, with his workload going up against this run defense, like it, it just seems like a spot he should crush. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, if he can get in the box two times, uh, he, he could be putting up a monster score. If he does that, uh, even at 80 yards and two touchdowns, that's going to be great. Uh, he should. You know, we're hoping he can get over 100 this week. So, yeah, he's definitely one of the best players. I will say this, man, his price is really elevated a lot more on FanDuel. I think he's 8K over there, which is, you know, starting to put him up there with, with some of the premier running backs. Not that he's not. But, you know, he's been in the 6K range most of the season. Uh, now he's 8K, so just wanted to point that out. Uh, Tyrell Williams, 5,400. Uh, don't hate him this week. And then I think the number one tight end play on the slate probably needs to be Darren Waller this week at 5,500. Hasn't really had a monster game um, since that Green Bay game, but, you know, this guy, they paid him the contract. Uh, they, they're expecting production from him at 5,500. I think, I think he's a very good play at that price. Cincinnati is ranked 30th. 30th in DVOA against wide receiver one. Um, I think this is the week to jump back on Tyrell Williams. Um, do I agree with you? Um, they're ranked 31st in DVOA against tight ends. So, you know, Waller, load them up. Load them up. Um, Sunday Night Football, Will. This is on the Fantasy Draft main slate. It is a stinker. It's the Bears and the Rams. It's a 40 total. Rams favored by six and a half. If you're playing on the main slate over there on Fantasy Draft and Yahoo, um, speaking of Yahoo, really quick, we do have a mass multi-enter 150 entry free roll for Yahoo this weekend. Lineup HQ for Yahoo is going to be free on Saturday and Sunday, so you can build 150 teams. Use the tools here at Roto-Grinders to help do that and um, play in that $2,500 free roll. So it's always fun to build 150 teams. Um, I'll probably throw like 150 game stacks in there um, just for fun and hopefully I get the right game stack. But it'd be fun just to build out 150 teams. But uh, back to the Bears and the Rams, Will. Uh, anything that you like here on Chicago? Uh, no, not really, man. Um, just going to pass. Don't really want to play anybody from Chicago this week. Yeah, this game stinks. Like this game smells bad. This game – I hope nobody in this game gets there because I don't like anything from this game. Like, I always play, like, Sunday Night Showdown, and I probably won't play Sunday Night Showdown because this game stinks. And then on the Rams side of things, I think that – I don't know if I'd play him on the main slate, maybe on a showdown slate, but uh, Gerald Everett is really interesting here. The dude had 12 targets last week. This team's allowing the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. I, I think – Everett is probably my favorite because I don't want to play Gurley. Yeah, um, I think my favorite play on this team is actually uh, Cooper Cup, man. Had, had a really rough game last week. Uh, I, I don't care about the matchup. I, I think this is just go back to the well spot, take a shot on a guy that has massive target share in this offense. That's about it. My only issue with Cooper Cup is his price point on fantasy draft 
puts him like he's higher priced than Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Julian Edelman. And I just like those guys more. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you. I think that anytime a guy goose eggs, you go right back to the well. I'm just saying the price point more than going more than goose egging last week. Like the price point for me is my biggest problem. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I like those guys more as well. Just want to point that out there, though, because, I mean, if you got to think on fantasy draft, what do you think his ownership will be? Two to five percent? If that. If that, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, um, moving on here. Sunday night, or Monday night football, we got the Chiefs and the Chargers, 52.5 total here. Chiefs favored by four in this one. Um, should be a fun Monday night football game. Anytime you get Patrick Mahomes on a on an island game, it's always fun to watch. Uh, what do you like here for Kansas City? Man, I think Tyreek Hill's got to got to be your guy yet again. I don't think it's you know it's, it's not really rocket science, man. You know, you look at Tyreek, the guy's going to put up numbers. Not only that, he's getting the targets now, which which is outstanding. I know Miko Hardman caught a really 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 big touchdown, but uh, all 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 fly zone. The fly zone runs through Tyreek Hill, man. And so I really like him. Obviously, Mahomes is going to be in play. Uh, you got to love that. I think he's going to be just a phenomenal play all the way across the board. Um, Sammy Watkins, you know, still has a nice target share. I mean, he's around 18%. Um, you know, in week 10, 29% the week before that. Of course, that was Matt Moore. 22% that was Matt Moore. Uh, he's still at 24% on the season. I still think he's, a, he's in play. Uh, I, I'm still not bought into this running game as of yet. I know Damian Williams kind of has most of the uh, uh, snap share. Uh, such a such a heavy passing team. And he is running routes, don't get me wrong. Um, so on a showdown slate, he's probably going to be okay. We don't have that right now, the pricing. But Tyree Kill, man, you know, in, in terms of the passing game, he's got to be uh, the guy. Don't, not trying to take anything away from Kelsey, but Tyree Kill, he just has the upside, man. He has the upside. Captain Captain Hill for me as well. Like all about Tyreek Hill. Like nineteen targets, the speed burst, the 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 upside, the big playability. Like Captain Tyreek. Um, yes. On the on the Chargers side of things, like I will say, I watched some of the Chargers game last week, and I was really impressed to finally see some burst out of Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I mean. We've been talking about it. We felt like Melvin Gordon was going to start turning the corner, and his price had been very depressed. Um, you got to think this is a week where he can really get going against, you know, a, a defense that's just been pretty pretty bad against, against the run. I mean, who DVOA numbers, they're, they're bottom of the barrel. So I, I really like what we have here with Gordon. I think you can also run it back with some Eckler. Uh, man, waiting for Keaton Allen to, to just crank out another big game. I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, had a really nice target share again last week. Um, and, I, you know, and then Hunter Henry, of course, uh, another one just, just really get, getting a nice target share there. So those three guys, Henry, uh, Allen, and Gordon would be my, my top plays. I'd be willing to fade Rivers here in, in, in favor of some of, his, uh, some of his other partners. Yeah, I think the thing is here, like when you're looking at this showdown slate for Monday Night Football, you're looking at – how do I make Patrick Mahomes work? How do I make Tyree Hill work? Like, that, that's going to be, in my opinion, that's what you're going to have to kind of figure out. And if, if fading Phillip Rivers to get Patrick Mahomes is how I have to do it, sign me up. 
Yeah. I'm sign me up. So um, all right, well, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for week 11. Give me your running back on the main slate for 100 rushing yards that's not in the top five. Oh, man, I'm, I'm not going to give you guys Hill. That's just too easy. But I will say uh, I think this is a big game for Tevin Coleman. Let's, let's hop back on the Coleman train, 6,100. I think this is a phenomenal spot for him. All right, I thought we were friends, taking my guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's, yeah. A, that's a guy looming right under him that I think is just as good. Yeah, I know. Um, I feel like this is cheating, but give me Josh Jacobs. Yeah, it's all good. Cheating. Not in, not um, in the top five. That's right. Give me a wide receiver for over 100 rushing or receiving yards, not in the top five. Uh, give me DJ Moore. Got, oh, I got, like that one. Take DJ Moore. Um, I already said it. I love this guy this week. I'm going to go Muhammad Sanu. Um, love, love, love this spot for him. Give me a tight end to score a touchdown this week, Will. Oh, man, it's so many. Um, but – I, I'm going to stick with, you know, someone that we talked about earlier. Give me Nick Boyle. Uh, I, I really want to go uh, Eric Ebron here, but I'm, I'm going to side with Boyle for now. But just know Eric Ebron is really high on my list because if uh, our good buddy, Mr. Doyle, is out, Ebron Ebron's going to shoot up the list. Tyler Eifert scores a touchdown this week against Oakland. Um, go ahead and just book that. Uh, Will, give me a under 5K flex to score over 20 fantasy points this week. Uh, man, too easy. He, well, yeah, give me Debo Samuel, man. 4K. Too cheap. Uh, I, I think he gets it done here. All right. Um, just my off-the-board play this week. I've already said it. I like Alan Hearns this week. Like, he's going to have to get in the end zone to get to 20, but – I'm not ruling it out with Fitz Magic behind the behind the center there, buddy. <laughs> um, give me a quarterback for 300 plus yards this week. Oh boy, so so many this week that I like. Um, any quarterback, right? Can't be the top five. Can't be top five. Gosh, he's in top five. I want to give you this guy, but yeah, give me um. Give me Allen this week. Give me Kyle Allen at 5,300. Two of my picks and out of five picks, five picks in this game, took two of my picks. Um, you know what? I, I just think this is a spot against this secondary. I already said how much I like Sanu. Tom Brady's going to light it up this week. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like Brady. I like Brady a lot. And, like, because he hasn't he, had that Brady game yet. Yeah, I was trying to stay away from the chalky guys, man. Like, everybody's going to be on Derek Carr this week. Uh, you know, I didn't want to recommend him. The guy I wanted to recommend is top five, though. Um, Dak Prescott. Yeah, absolutely. You already know. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> so, we're currently projecting Tom Brady for, like, under 5% ownership for what it's worth. Like, obviously, it's Wednesday oh, that, night. It, it's just – But still, though, at, this, at, this, at that type of ownership projection, I know we got to close the show out. This just feels like the Aaron Rodgers Millie Maker week where nobody's on Brady and he just crushes the slate, like five touchdowns, 320 yards. And you're like, what was I thinking? He was playing Philly, you know? That's right. 
Yeah. I feel like the Brady game's coming. So yeah. we're going to get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. Well, Will will be back tomorrow talking basketball with Grant. Um, I'm out. I'm out for the races this weekend. I'll be back Monday. If you want NASCAR information, we're going to be live from Homestead all weekend um, for the NASCAR championship and um, awesome content. We're doing truck projections and notes for trucks and Infinity. It's something that we're going to be trying for 2020. So you get it for free if you have the package this week. You're not upcharging it uh, to get those projections. So make sure you're checking that out. That's going to wrap it up here for week 11 of the NFL season. Again, enjoy your weekend for me. Will, we'll see you guys tomorrow.